last time you were here, our party began with you being besieged by uh, the local Duchess of Daggerford, Morwen Daggerford, to find out about some children and families that were being taken in attacks on local farming villages outside of the city of Daggerford. Following the trails of what the locals had described as werewolves, you eventually found yourselves uh, in a strange location, mountains looming around you, mists surrounding you in unfamiliar territories and lands. Traveling further forward following the trail, you eventually came into some strange land where you encountered a small village uh, by the name of, that you later learned of Barovia. Outside of a house in the village, seeking, initially seeking some shelter, you found two small children that had told you that there was a monster in their house and that they would not go back in. Upon uh, also telling you that their baby brother Walter was inside of the house, learning this not to be true, after entering the house you found that the children were long since dead, starved to death by their insane parents that had been committing human sacrifices and other terrible deeds in the basement, worshipping evil gods in some sort of terrible cult. Barely surviving the terrors of the house and managing to escape before it collapsed around you and destroyed you on the outsides as you made your way out. In the street, you encountered a tall, slender man wearing a dark cape and fine clothing who introduced himself uh, as Rahadin and then introduced his master who uh, could not be mistaken for anyone else other than Count Strad von Zerbich who chose to welcome you to his lands of Barovia. And that's where we find you all standing on the outside of this terrible, terrible place, as he took an item from you that you had claimed from the house and bid you good day and let you know that he would be watching, as he wishes to personally greet all of his new subjects in his domain. You're standing outside of the house now, and that is where we find you. And I'll take you there now. You all are in this village of Barovia. Let me set the mood just a little bit. We'll do that one. I liked that one from earlier. Okay. Uh, the audio is... I don't think the audio is coming through, just FYI. Or at least okay. I don't hear it. It hasn't started, uh, yeah. hasn't started yet. Ah. Can you hear now? Yes. Yes. Okay. You all find yourselves on the streets of this small town. It's getting late. Um, darkness is beginning to set around you, and you've just met this uh, 
this individual, Count Strahd von Zerovich. And um, you all are right about here. You came in from the uh, from this side over here, and you're standing outside of this house here. Most of the village is uh, dark. Uh, there are a few homes that uh, have a little bit of light streaming out of it, and you see some buildings ahead with uh, smoke rising from uh, chimney tops ahead of you uh, as night is beginning to set around you. What do you all do? Bert Beasley is like super dead right now. <laughs> and would like to walk down the street and see if you can find perhaps an inn sure. or tavern or the, the least place. creepy option available yeah after what we've just experienced well exactly. I, I would i would love a tankard of ale and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich myself uh all shapes are looming out of the dense fog, and the ground is that uh, as you sort of walk, buildings come into view. The ground is muddy underfoot and gives way to slick, wet cobblestones. Uh, the windows of each house stare out from pools of blackness, and no sound cuts the silence, except you hear in the distance around the corner mournful sobbing that echoes through the streets from a distance. Uh, are you continuing through town or heading towards the mournful sobbing? Should we go to the mournful sobbing? That's just the only thing you We hear. should, but that's also what got us in trouble and almost dead the last time. So, that's a good point. This, torn. This is very torn. Be... This seems like a place where there are a lot of people sobbing about a lot of things. And right now, um, I'm sobbing because um, I'm bleeding. And, <laughs> and, and and I could use the aforementioned tankard of ale. Okay. Um, I, ki I, I kind of vote to go ahead and find a place to um, rest and recharge and investigate all of the sobbing um individuals when we are fully recharged um that, that that's that's my vote at least okay i'm gonna i'm gonna put your character tokens down really quickly on the screen here and then you can tell me like what way you go and what you do mm. yeah i mean they'll, they'll probably still be sad in the morning right like it doesn't sound like something you just get right over and if it How is something close get... are they uh, it's just sort of echoing through the streets. It's just, that's the only sound you hear. All the buildings are dark, and there's very few lights coming through. You see a few flickering lights. There is some some smoke rising in the distance from buildings, and you hear a mournful sobbing. I just had the question of, are you just sort of walking around and looking for an inn, or are you, like, trying to figure out where that's coming from? You know, is, all, is it, all I'm doing is describing what your senses are telling you. As a matter of fostering agency i feel like that we need to give this individual time to sort out their own problems and i feel like that there's a chance that they will come to their own 
um, rescue and then feel so much better about themselves and they will have learned something. And if we just rush in and do it for them, then they will be robbed. Like we'll be robbing that agency from them. Mm. So I feel like that our skills will be best implemented if in the morning they are still sobbing because they have not figured it out yet. Okay. Uh, as you're sort of standing out on the streets, thinking about things, uh, you do hear something else. Uh, you hear the sound of a uh, small wooden wheels rolling across damp cobbles. Uh, and you're able to catch a glimpse of uh, what it is. And there is a uh, that sort of like wobbling wooden wheel sound. You trace the lonely sound to a hunched figure bundled in rags pushing a rickety wooden cart through the fog. Hmm. Hmm. The sobbing is not coming from this figure. I was going to say, is he, is he sobbing? Is the, no. is the wheelbarrow sobbing? Okay. No. The sobbing is not coming from there. That's just sort of echoing through the streets. Mm. And you see this figure pushing this wooden cart. It sort of wobbles and squeaks as sort of like, as whoever it is sort of pushes it. Hmm. Uh, Bert Beasley will approach this this man pushing a cart, and uh, would like to do a perception check to see if he can just tell anything about what he's pushing in the cart. Okay, roll perception. Bert Beasley has never seen a cart before in his <laughs> life. <laughs> uh, as you as you approach, you recognize that it is an old woman not a man oh. and, you, and you can't tell anything about the uh cart or like really anything per se and um how close are you getting are you trying to remain like hidden uh bert beasley never hides because he's real bad at stealth okay as you old turn, woman old woman she turns and says ah new people Old woman, what what town is this? Tell me of this are this land. You are in the town of Barovia. Barovia? I have never heard of Barovia. She says, Ah, you are in Barovia now, and in Barovia you will stay. But perhaps I can offer you some escape. How can we escape Barovia? Would you like to buy one of my dream pastries? Oh, a dream pastry? Yes. Uh, Bert Beasley does really like pastries. Uh, one, one gold piece apiece. Uh, yes, I will buy it. I will buy it. And uh, she gives you a pastry and she looks at you and she says, When you eat the pastry, you will have the most wonderful dreams of lands far from here and good life and sweetness much better than Barovia. Is this a, is this a popular item that you know people love their dream pastries? Oh, uh, yeah. oh yes. They would do anything for them. Including pay one gold piece, huh? Gold is hard to come by. 
what uh why is barovia such a terrible place where people want these these dream pastries and she says uh, oh barovia is cursed cursed for all time you will you will find out soon uh very well old woman on your way um hold on I would, like, I would like to. I would like to buy a couple of your pastries, madam. Uh, two pastries. Two pastries, please. Two gold pieces, and she passes you the pastries. They, um, as you uh, get the pastry, you exchange the gold and get the pastries. Uh, but I have to turn the page to tell you what they're like. Uh, they smell like uh, delicious mincemeat pies. Uh, they're like little itty bitty, like little itty bitty meat pies. They're and they smell delicious, spiced and. Uh... I would like to make a perception check. Okay, roll perception. What are you trying to perceive? What are you looking at? Vagamukul perceives that she should not spend six percent of her. <laughs> earthly of her cash flow on the pastry also i mean i i just had a bad experience overindulging and a few days ago as you may recall got a little drunk okay so i am suspicious Uh, you, I mean, with a 14, you can, all, what you could do is you could smell, it smells like delicious meats and, uh, uh, breaded pastries and spices. And, uh, the, the, with a 14, the cart, she's got like, uh, the pastries, it's like a, looks like a hot dog stand. Uh, there's like a, like a door on the side of it. Uh, and there's like a door on the top of it. And um, they're both closed up and she got the pastries out of the top. And it's got like a little wooden design. It's made out of wood and it's got squeaky wooden wheels. That's all you that's see. A, that's a nice cart, but I'll pass. You got yeah. a health department sticker. She doesn't know what you're talking about. Boy, we really are in the backwoods. Yeah, so you pass. Uh, she says, very well. Enjoy. I'll have more later. Soon enough. And she uh, closes up her cart and starts pushing it onwards, going up to various houses and knocking on the doors, and nobody answers some of them. And then she continues on kind of going row house to row house. Um, yeah, still would like to go walking forward, seeing if there is a N. Okay, so leaving, leaving the old lady behind as she's kind of going house to house? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. You, um, 
as you round the uh, the corner, eventually you come across sort of a main drag area up here. Um, move your characters up to like there. And the old ladies kind of go in house to house with the pastry things. Uh, up here, you see on your immediate left is a place called Bildrath's Mercantile that is sort of uh, some sort of like uh, general store. And then across from it, this building over here that has a little bit of light coming out of it and some smoke from it, you see a sign that says Blood of the Vine Tavern. I'm sorry, Blood in the, Blood in the Vine. This does not give me cozy blood, vibes. Blood on blood on the vine tavern. A single shaft of light thrusts illumination into the main square, its brightness looking like a solid pillar in the heavy fog. Above the gaping doorway a sign hangs precariously askew, proclaiming this to be the blood on the vine tavern. I feel like there's probably not a lot of better options in this town. A blood on the vine, you know, that's that's just they're talking about grapes, right? Just grapes. Oh surely it's I grapes. Hope it, please be grapes. <laughs> uh Bert Beasley loves his wine, so he's sure it's grapes and he's gonna he's gonna go into this inn. Okay. You enter the inn. And uh when you do, you see uh three not very many people in here. There are three women that are wearing what looks like um, kind of uh, colorful clothing with like uh, different sorts of like sashes and things like that. There is a bartender that is sort of standing over to the side and washing and wiping down glasses and things. And then there is a young man uh, sitting by himself at a corner table sipping a glass of wine. What do you do? Mm. Is everybody going into the tavern? I suppose we must. I'll enter in. And that's what you see. Three women in sort of like more colorful kinds of clothing than than the barkeep and the young man. They're wearing like uh, reds and yellows and everybody else seems to be kind of in just these like dowry gray kind of colors. And uh, the barkeep is just sort of standing there like staring off into a distance uh wiping glasses down and uh then there's the young man in the corner sipping a glass of wine should we, talk, should we talk to the barkeep first maybe he can tell us if he's the name is really talking about wine or if it's <laughs> if it's blood you know um yeah, let's let's approach let's the. Let's find uh, out if there's a room. At let's least approach the barkeep. Yeah, um, he as you approach him, he's just sort of, he almost like stares through you, uh, uh, like wiping down wine glasses as he's sort of like staring off into the distance as you approach him. You say anything? Excuse me, good sir. Hi. Uh, do you have some clean rooms for the night? Hi. 
room for the night. And how much might that be? Uh, five silver. Okay. Um, very interesting name uh, for your, your place. Is that, did it come that way or did you pick that out? Uh, been here before me. Probably be here after me. He mm -hmm. just keeps wiping glasses. Okay, well, I'll uh, give him five silver, slide it across the counter. He passes, he reaches down under the counter and passes you a key. Says, uh, 4C. Uh, okay. A barkeep, barkeep. An old woman told us this land was cursed. Do you know anything about that? Uh, he looks over at you and he says, um, Barovia is cursed. Yes. What, some, how is it cursed? In some, what way? Some ancient, some ancient terror. Something that ancestors did years ago. I don't know. No, no, right, right. I meant, I meant, what are the physical manifestations of this curse? And he just sort of like just stares off into the distance and kind of ignores you. Mm. Nice. Wine. Doesn't he know barkeeps are supposed to be chatty? <laughs> Somebody's not getting a good tip. And and as you're sort of uh, as you're sort of staring there, the young man. Uh, approaches you all and says, Come, you're new here. Sit with me, have a drink. I think I may be able to answer your questions. Bert Beasley loves a good drink, especially in such a fine wine bar as this. And he uh, offers to get you uh, a glass of wine for a copper piece uh, for everybody. He buys a round for everybody. And um, the uh, the barkeep, uh, he's got a little like name tag on, and it says Eric A R I K, and um, he just like returns to uh, scrubbing glasses. And uh, yeah, the young man brings you over into the corner and sits you down, and uh, he introduces himself as Ismark. He says, you all are new here. I am, my name is Ismark. It is my pleasure to uh, meet you. My father is Kolyan uh, Adirovich. is the uh, burgomaster of town. He's uh, the, the what of town? Is that like a mayor? Yes, I suppose in your lands you may be called it mayor. Here it is, burgomaster. Nice, nice. Uh, what what's up with this this land? Everyone seems so downtrodden and sad. Says, uh, "Oh, it is a cursed land. 
Barovia, yes. We've heard that a few times. Everyone keeps saying that, but no one will say in what way it's cursed, other than, you know, people just seem real depressed. It says, uh, we are haunted by the devil. Oh. What, what, what does this devil do to you all? The devil's, the devil strad from his castle on high above Barovia. He, oh. bring, he brings down terror and rains terror upon us. Anyone who attempts to leave Barovia chokes on the fog. Those who do not turn back, they perish in the fog. We no did one, run to that fog. No one may, no one may leave these lands except by the devil's will. He, uh, he is master of all the domains. This is punishment for us. What are you being punished for exactly? It's unknown. It's before my time. Some ancient, some ancient misdeed that our people have performed and have caused all gods to abandon us to the devil. That sounds terrible. He hunts us, and particularly my sister. Oh, did he did he take your sister? Or is he just like still hunting her? He has some particular interest in her that I do not understand. He is attracted to Irina and he desires her above all others. I I have trained for most of my life so that one day if I had the opportunity, I would be able to kill the devil. Wow. But I need help. Well, so, so what type of a, what type of training is this that you have gone through? I have studied sword and shield, defense and combat, so that someday, if I encountered the devil, I would be able to slay him. Uh, it sounds like someone who might be able to help us in this strange land. Says, uh, I would be willing to aid you. What is it you wanted? I don't know why you are here, but sometimes strangers are drawn to Barovia. Alas, they most all disappear eventually. Uh, I'm Bert Beasley of Gorkin Sons, and I was individually investigating whether there is insurance fraud or not. Uh, strange turn of events. Indeed. We were chasing a pack of werewolves. It says, wolves, direwolves, and werewolves prowl the salvage woods. It is known here. They have many packs. What are you chasing them for? They had taken some children. Oh, it's terrible. Taking children. I may be able to help you. If you are able to help me, perhaps we could help each other. You want to get back the children? And my sister needs help. <laughs> 
says she is not safe here. Each uh -huh. night, each night, the devil Strad has come, and has fed upon her blood, and eventually he will take her and make her one of his brides. I cannot bear to see this happen. My own father, he has. He has recently succumbed to this stress and terror. She needs to get out of Barovia. He says, please, if you will help me, perhaps I can help you. Help get her to the uh, defended city or town of Valachia. That is something we can probably do after a night's rest. Can you keep her protected for one more day? I hope so. I hope so. That is my hope. So what is this uh, city that you mentioned, the protected city of, did you say Valachia? Valachia. It is a city... Or town, I should not say, it's, I shouldn't say city. It is town here in uh, the uh, heart of the valley. Uh, Burgomaster Vargas Polakovic is in charge there. And if anywhere she would be safer from the devil's incursions, it is out of the sight of his castle. So do they have a way of keeping um, this... A fiend at bay, as it were? It is simply further. Mm. And yes, it is somewhat defended, such that uh, darker forces are not able to incur as easily. Very interesting. If you are able to aid me, then perhaps I can aid you as well. Would you be willing to meet us back here with your sister in the morning? I will. I will try. You'll try. That's all, that's fair enough. She does not wish to leave my father's side. He he recently passed. Arena and I built his coffin ourselves. In our in the. Uh, in the Burgomaster's mansion by our own hands, but we have not been able to provide him a proper burial. He lies there and she mourns him. So it sounds like we should just meet you at your house sometime tomorrow. Very good. And you are Bert Beasley, but I did not catch your other name. I am Ergoth. Bert Beasley, Bogmoko, and Ergoth. It is my great pleasure and joy to meet you. I am Ismark Kolanyevich. And thank you. And uh, he uh, takes a big swig of wine 
and bids you good day, good evening. And he sort of heads out. Well, that was fascinating. So there's yep. just uh, there's just the three women in colorful clothing left, huh? Yep, there are three women in there. Um, they uh, they sort of are keeping to themselves a little bit, but seem to be eyeing you some. Uh, Bert Beasley will approach them and introduce himself as Bert Beasley of Gorkin Sons. Ah. <laughs> we saw you talking to Ismark. Ismark the lesser. Ah, the younger son, huh? No, no, no. no. His father is the greater. He's the lesser. Uh, okay. Okay. But if his father's dead, then doesn't that make him the greater now? Is that, you know, is it is just like the only properties? Or, or the only? <laughs> just, uh, no, no. Ismark will always be the lesser. Well, nicknames, you know, once you get um, stuck with it. Yeah. Uh, if you want to see Ismark, uh, I have a picture of him. Sorry. Sure. Uh, there's old Ismark. He looks like a normal dude. And not a ghoul. Nope. <laughs> Definitely a dude. Uh, the young women, the women, um, she sort of uh, snaps at the barkeep, and the barkeep uh, brings her a uh, another cup of wine. And, uh, she looks so they look over at all of you and say be careful here uh they seem to be um of like a different ethnic background than uh than like the barkeeper or ismark are they're sort of more olive complected and they speak a little bit differently Less, uh, less like uh, Eastern European Russian, and more, uh, more like a Roma or something. Hmm. Don't really know how to describe it. You would think of them like almost like Roma people, you know, that sort of thing. And uh, one of them looks up at you and says, "Hmm." Be careful. And uh, they go back to uh, drinking their wine. Be be careful of what? And she looks up and says, Perhaps you should pay a visit to Madame Eva. Is, is Madame Eva your uh, friend of yours? Who is Madame Eva? Madame Eva is one of the oldest one of my people, and she has the power of foresight. Oh. She can read your futures. Hmm. You're new here, and you ask what to be careful of. Perhaps you should see Madame Eva. 
Where where can we find her? You can find her at uh, the camp outside of Barovia. He's not far. Super. He's not too far. You can find them camped by the uh, Ser Pool. Yep. I'm not sure how you pronounce this. Amy, maybe you can correct me. T S E R. Ser? I guess so. They're encamped by the Ser Pool. And yeah. Cool. Uh, should we should we take that long rest? Mm-hmm. Or something else weird happens. I think so. We're all beat to hell. It's time for a nap. Okay. You all are retiring to your rooms for the evening? Yes. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, yeah, you're able to retire to your rooms and take a uh, long rest there till morning time. And it is morning time. Flash forward to morning time. Unless you guys have some any downtime activities that you're going to be doing as you're resting. I don't know. This gives you a chance to flesh out your characters a little bit. Or goth or anything or Beasley before turning in that you would be doing in your downtime? Mm, Bert Beasley might change some, some spells, but okay. that's it. Urgoth, training your birds? Um, I think that I'm going to make sure that uh, my parakeet is okay, yeah. And um, let's see, looking over my inventory here, Otherwise, I think I'm okay. Okay. Maybe I feed um, the parakeet just a little bit of... Um, what was it we got? A muffin? Oh, the dream potion. Oh, you're going to give your, your parakeet your drugs? Just a, little, just a little smidge, because I feel okay. like my parakeet may be a little bit distressed. This is not... <laughs> this is not... <laughs> A very parakeet happy location. Is anybody eating one of their dream pastries? We're basically saving it for hard times. You got two, uh, Urgoth, or are you eating one of them? Um, I, uh, before bed, I will have one of them. Okay. Uh, roll me a Constitution saving throw, please. Okay. Uh, con, 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 con. Okay. Mighty roll. That's a good roll. Um, you fall asleep regularly. You don't just, like, pass out or anything with it. <laughs> and as you fall asleep gently at night, you have the most beautiful, amazing dream. Like, you are... I don't know, what is Urgoth's perfect dream? Like, the happiest place he can imagine. Oh, this would be easy. Um, he w he would be flying. 
He would he would have yeah. he would have like sprouted wings and he would be Ergoth, flying you are, over mountains. You are soaring through green fields and open mountains and beautiful rolling green hills and over oceans and lakes and you are free and the sun is warm on your back and the wind is crisp and tastes you can just like taste the freshness on the air and everything is happy and beautiful and you awaken and uh just all of the evil is gone from it and it is the most vivid dream and when you wake up the next morning you feel this just tremendous longing to get back there like almost unbearable longing to get back interesting but it is just absolutely the happiest place it's like disney world all rolled into one cookie okay uh, the next morning comes and you make your way out of your rooms into the uh, blood on the vine, which you notice now in the daylight used to see used to say blood of the vine and the of has been scratched. The F has been scratched out and replaced with an N. Mm. Um, but uh, blood on the vine tavern. And uh, Ismark is with you. And he says, Irina did not wish to leave my uh, father's body, but uh, I can show you to, I can show you to our, our home. She was safe through the night last night. I stayed up all night to provide her protection. What a brother. I, I try. I try indeed. So how do you provide uh, protection? What arts do you know that have come in handy um, that you have been... I know my way around training. the short... I know my way around the short sword. Hmm. When, the, when the wolves come to bear upon the doors and the undead come crashing at the windows... I can beat them back. I can fight them off. I have learned how to defend myself and my kind. Come. I will show you. And uh, he leads you out onto the main street here. Uh, he leads you down this way. And as you're walking down the road, I want everybody to roll me perception. Oh, shit. Nice. Because I didn't do drugs last night. <laughs> I woke up. I did my morning calisthenics. <laughs> I said my prayers. Got my head on a swivel. Yeah. Uh, this is... Uh, you step outside and you notice uh, you've had, I assume you have breakfast first or something before heading out or do you just I'm head sure. out first thing? S several eggs. You know. These muscles don't don't feed themselves. 
Uh, you catch a glimpse of the same old lady pushing the cart uh, in the distance, Bagmo. You're the only one that catches it uh, with that critical success perception. And um, with a critical success perception, Bagmo, uh, you see her go up to a house and you see her talking to two people at the house and they seem to be like begging or something to her like there's a man and a woman there and the woman is down on her knees like crying and the man keeps like like waving his arms and shaking his head and that sort of thing um, and Ismark is uh, walking sort of onward, leading you off in an opposite direction. What do you do? Hey, Ismark. What do you know about that old lady over there with her dream pastries? Mm. I pay no mind to such things. Aragoth, how are you, how are you feeling? Uh, I, I think I'm feeling fit as a fiddle. Um, Jeffrey, am I feeling fit as a fiddle? Yep. Other okay. than the other than that, you have this desire to get back there again. Yeah. Like it was wonderful. Do you tell her it was wonderful? I, I okay. So uh, yeah, I, I say um, I had the most liberating of visions, and um, I'm sort of glad that I only have one or two of these because I think these things could be very addictive. Um, and you could abuse them probably. <laughs> and so um I'm feeling okay though. Hey Ergoth, could I uh take a look at that dream pastry you've got? Just wanna do some, you know scientific tests. Sure. Uh, and I hand her the pastry. Okay. I take that pastry and I hurl it away as far as oh, I can. Oh no, Begamo, <laughs> I had plans for that. Uh Oh, Ergoth, no. <laughs> Ergoth, Ergoth, Ergoth. Uh huh. You desire nothing but to get back there. Do you go chasing that pastry, or are you going to buy another one? Okay, I'm going to go chase it for a couple of reasons. Number one is uh, my um, I, I may or may not be addicted to these things, but also that's a, that, a you decision. But I also like legitimately want to keep it because um, I had I have plans for. Um, plans for it. So yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I sort of screech and then I run after it. Yeah. I go and I grab him. <laughs> I say, Bagamo, what are you, what are you doing? These, these, are, we, we need all of the, um, we need all of the assets that we can get, and uh, we pay good money for that. Why are you just throwing? You pay away bad money for that. <laughs> Bagamo, you seem to be concerned that this is a bad thing. She just gives me the heebie-jeebies, man. You shouldn't so you... be running to get a nasty pastry that I threw into like a pile. Can I make of an mud on the street? Can I make an attempt to try to uh, convince Bagamo that uh, these are not as evil as she suspects? Yeah, roll, uh, roll persuasion, and Bagamo roll. Uh insight oh my goodness 
Yeah, I think you're extremely persuasive to Bagamo. Now, Amy, you can do that character what you want with that, but he's extremely persuasive that these aren't so bad. I mean, I have a bad. I mean, if you if you think so, man. I mean, I get it's your pastry. Roll. Are you paying attention to the old woman and the and the people, or are you having this little fight? I'll look over to see what that old lady's doing. Okay, roll perception again. <laughs> no, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? What you do notice is that the uh, woman is down on the ground crying and that the cart is, uh, she's pushing the cart away now. Uh, nothing wrong here at all. Yeah. Yeah. Just a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Were we, are we still with the the lesser? Yep, yep you're still with Ismark. Smart. Well, Ismark, what can we best do to help your sister? I guess, Urgoth, you could roll perception too, since you were sort of there and looking at the old woman and wanting pastry back. Sure. Um, perception. There we go. Yeah. Oh, dear. Not much better. Not, not much better. Okay. No, no. My, my my sole focus is in bickering with Bagamoth. <laughs> yeah. No additional no additional information is gathered, other than that you desire strongly to go buy another pastry. Hmm. Okay. Uh, you guys head with Ismark down this way, till eventually you come upon another place. A weary-looking mansion squats behind rusted, a rusted iron fence. The iron gates are twisted and torn. The right gate lies cast aside, while the left gate swings lazily in the wind. I don't have a swinging gate button. I used to. <laughs> Weeds... Uh, the stuttering squeal and clang of the gate repeats with mindless precision. Weeds choke the grounds and press with menace upon the house itself. Yet against the walls of the house, the growth has been trampled down, creating a path all about the domain. There are heavy claw markings that have stripped the finish off of the outer walls, and great black marks tell of fires that have assailed the mansion. Not a pane nor shard of glass stands in any window. All the windows are barred with planks, each one marked with stains of evil omen. Goodness. Guess you uh, haven't had time to keep up with repairs, with your father being ill and all. I understand. The devil's, the devil's minions come at night to terrorize and torture. And are they terrorizing, torturing like you specifically to try to capture your sister, or is it like you know town wide? He especially wants her, for some reason. Mm. 
he thinks that she is some special. This I is see. why she. This is why she must leave. He heads uh, over through the gates and up towards the mansion, and uh, says, "Come, come," and leads you inwards. Bert Beasley just notes, you know, mostly to himself, that this house would be very difficult to ensure, you know, the policy for angry uh, cursed mobs, you know, the premiums on those are real high. And it's in dire need of repair. Yeah. Yeah, and all of that. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Bert Beasley, as you're doing that, why don't you make a perception check since you're doing an insurance assessment on the house? Okay. That's a little better than everybody else. DC was 11. Uh, there are trampled weeds all around the mansion, mansion, forming like a circle around it. And there are scores of wolf paw prints and human footprints surrounding mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's all, that all makes sense based on what he's told us. Uh, Eastmark raps on the door and says, Irina! Irina! It is Eastmark. I have brought aid. Open, open the door. And, um... Slowly but surely, the front door swings open. And there inside is a young woman with auburn colored hair, uh, which is really quite striking. And um, she uh, looks at all of you and welcomes you in. Come. Uh, we go in. Okay. Go in. Uh, as you enter, you can see on her neck scar marks from where she has been bitten previously on the neck. Uh, the interior of the mansion is barely I, well. I'm going to do a medicine check. See if I know what. It's just like a. Probably not dog bites. An angry um, kitty cat? You would think that this would be the bite of the vampire. Mm. Mm. As you're looking at it, Ismark looks over at you and says, Yes, the devil has beat her twice now. Once more, and he shall claim her as hers, as his. This is why you must leave. As he turns wow. to his sister and she says, Ismark, I am not leaving father here. What? Uh, uh, inside your father, your father is, is has has been killed, right? He is. He's he dead. Does, he looks. She looks over and says, "He deserves a proper burial." This yeah, is no. Well, you're in luck because I am certified, fully licensed priest. Done plenty of plenty of burials in my time. You are, you are priest of the morning, Lord. 
Well, no, I mean a different one, but you this, know. No, this will, this will not do. This will not do. Who, who's um, the lord? Uh, let me describe the interior here. Uh, so the inside of the mansion is well furnished, uh, yet the fixtures show signs of great wear. Uh, noticeable oddities are the boarded up windows and the presence of holy symbols in every single room. They are symbols of the sun. Uh, the burgomaster is in a side drawing room on the floor, lying in a simple wooden coffin surrounded by wilting flowers. And there is a faint odor of decay. Um, Bert Beasley is going to tell uh, Irina in a very forceful tone and try to intimidate her that that a regular barrier burial will be will be good and that her father would be happy that she is safe rather than waiting next to his body to be eaten. Okay, roll it. Uh, she looks over at you and she says, then you will help. We will Please. help you bury him so that we can leave this terrible town. She says, thank you. The village priest, Donovich, lives in the, uh, lives in the church by the graveyard. Please go to him and help arrange it. No one else in the village will come. Since I since since the devil comes for me nightly, everyone else avoids me. No one has could, been willing to help. Couldn't tell you what just in the interest of body? saving time, why don't I just very respectfully wrap him up and carry him to the church? Oh so you're going to offer to wrap it just carry the body there? Mm -hmm. Like, like in your arms. Well, it's in a casket, right? I mean, just yeah, it is. Even... It is. Okay, yeah, I could casket. probably carry the casket. I'll and I'll help Bagamo. Between the two of us, surely we can transport a casket. Or if we run into that old woman again, we could borrow her cart. Oh, and then we can buy more pastries. More pastries. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All of this coming together <laughs> swimmingly. She, uh, Arena thanks you. She says, okay, very, very well. If you will take him to, to Donovich in the local church, that graveyard, then I will do as my brother asks and leave. Very good. Okay. You, uh, packing up the, uh, the body and, uh, carrying the casket. Mm -hmm. Okay. As you do so, you are carrying it through the streets. You hear that terrible moaning, crying wail again. Uh, but you don't see the uh, you don't see the old woman or the uh, pastry cart anywhere. Uh, you do pass by the house with the woman that was crying. You know, I am currently carrying a large and heavy casket 
So my ability to provide emotional support, comfort, is a little bit limited right now. Nobody wants to be like ministered to as I'm actively carrying a dead body. So you know, we will check on that later. You know, Bert, uh, she may be lamenting the fact that she's paying so much on her insurance premiums. Yeah, if this doesn't seem like Town Gorkin Sons would be interested in doing business. <laughs> uh, it's just, it seems like there'd be a lot of claims, uh, which is just bad business. I, I would love to uh, investigate, but um, I'm helping. I'm helping Bagamo. So, yeah, it's, I always believe in only helping one person at a time. That's customer service. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you. Uh... You pack up the casket and start hauling it through the streets and eventually make your way to the uh, church. Uh, atop a slight rise against uh, the roots of the uh, pillar stone that supports Castle Ravenloft stands a gray, sagging edifice of stone and wood. Uh, the church has obviously weathered the assaults of evil for centuries on end and is worn and weary. A bell tower rises towards the back, and a flickering light shines through holes in the shingled roof. The rafters strain feebly against their load. At the front of the door, at the front of the church, you see heavy wooden doors covered with claw marks and scarred by fire. Hmm. Uh, we open the doors and go in. Hmm. Let me take you there. We open the doors to the church. And let me just get you there now. So I'll put you right down outside of it. Need to make you bigger. Hold on. Apologies. Got to get the sizing right for you guys. No worries. No, I don't have wet rock. I got Urgoth, and I got Burt Beasley here, and Ismark stayed with his sister. Alright. Take me there now. You open the doors and go in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're able to enter. On the inside of the church, there is a main hall that enters to the back. The chapel is absolutely in shambles, with overturned uh, and broken pews littering the dusty floor. There are dozens of candles mounted in candlesticks and candelabras, lighting every single dusty corner in some sort of fervent attempt to rid the chapel of shadows. At the far end of the church sits a claw-scarred altar 
Behind the altar is a priest wearing soiled vestments that is kneeling on the ground. And next to him is a long, thick rope uh, stretching up into the bell tower. And he is mumbling some sort of prayers. Uh, what was this guy's name? Donovich. Donovich. Priest Donovich. He... We've come for your help. As you as you approach, he is not even looking at you. He is looking down into his hands that he has clutched together, and you hear him saying, Blessed be the morning, Lord. Peace upon his soul, please. If there is way to repair him, I shall sacrifice what is this. And just on and on and on, and sort of mumbling. And then you hear in the distance a horrible cry. Coming from beneath the chapel floor, you hear a young man's voice call out. And it says, Father! I'm starving, Father! Oh. Oh my goodness. Donovich, who, what is going Don on here? And uh, he continues just to kneel and pray and doesn't really answer you that much. And you hear again, Father! Where is that coming from? Uh, below from us. below you. Bert Beasley's gonna walk over and grab the priest and give him a shake. Uh, he looks up at you and says, "It, it's, it's, it is not my fault." What's wrong I, here? I do, I do what I can. We're yeah. all doing what we can, and today you can handle this burial. <laughs> he, he looks up. He looks up at you and he says, "Doru tried." I cannot. No. Uh, what did you try to do? Doru tried. Fool, the foolish boy, he tried. And now he is my torment. What, what did he try to do? What happened? He marched upon the devil. Oh, no. And now you've got him locked in the basement? Gods be, gods be, I pray for his salvation. Perhaps has, he we been, can... has he been turned? He is consumed by the devil. And you just hear, Father! Uh, Bert Beasley would like to persuade this fellow to show him uh, as his his son. He says that uh, as an insurance man, he's seen many medical conditions and might might have some insight into this. Uh, he says he says, I will not let you harm him. No, no, not harm. We we want to see what uh, what his condition is. 
and uh, he points forwards towards uh, the beginning over here, and he says, There is a door, trap door in the front. And he goes back to sort of praying. He says, uh, Yeah. Unless you're persuading him about the body or doing something like that. We'll make him a deal. We will, if he does this burial, we will attempt to help his son. Uh, he looks up at you and he says, um, Yes. We should bury him. Super. He, he must be buried at dawn with prayers to the morning lord. Who is the morning lord? Uh, roll religion. What'd you get? 18. Uh, the morning lord you would know then is another name for Lethander. He is uh, the god of the dawn. Uh, he's symbolized by the rising sun. He is, he's basically Apollo. He is a deity that is worshipped, a good deity. Um, that seems to be like the primary good deity that a lot of people around here at least have worshipped in the past or worship. Uh, um, absolutely not a vampire. The Morning Lord? No. You you with an eighteen, like you know the religious history of who the Morning Lord is. Got it. And the the Morning Lord is like the god of the sun and goodness. Okay. Very uh, interesting. So with an eighteen, I'll tell you this. Um like there's another dark entity called Mother Night. Morning Lord and Mother Night that are sort of like the yin and the yang, the good and the evil, that wrestle with each other through each day. Um. Um, so since I apparently have this um, knowledge, uh, I, I share it with the rest of the group. Just sort of as a little aside as the priest is mumbling. Yeah. Uh, he says, at dawn. It must be at dawn. But you'll swear to me no harm will come to, to Doru. You have a deal. Then at dawn, I shall offer prayer to Colin and Dirovich for his deliverance. From Barovia. Uh, yeah. And he points towards the front uh, room and says there's like a hatch over there. Well, do we want to go down and, and see this? Yeah, there are four front, there are four front rooms over there. Sure. Perhaps we can render some form of aid okay what doors you open the one where all the yelling's coming from uh it's just coming from below you can't really like tell oh sit by the front right so yeah. left or right i picked left 
I'll follow you. Okay. As you open that door up, you don't see any uh, trap door or anything, but uh, you see a lightless room with a wooden bed and a straw-filled mattress. Mounted above the uh, headboard is a wooden holy symbol of the sun. It doesn't look like it's been used in a while. You know, I'm just going to borrow that holy symbol for a bit. Okay, take a holy symbol. Opening the other door. Yep, let's go across the hall. Oh. As you open this door, time and neglect have punched holes in the ceiling of this moldy room, which contains a few broken roof shingles amid puddles of water. In one corner set into the floor is a heavy wooden trapdoor, held shut with a chain and padlock. And you can hear a young man's screams of anguish through the trapdoor. Well, it sounds like that's where he's he's he is, huh? Should we should we open it and see? Yep, I it suppose. Is, it is. Don't chained. really know how we're gonna follow through on our promise. It is chained and padlocked. Hmm. Um, where's the, where's, is the priest anywhere around? Or is he still in the main chapel? Um, the priest is still in the main chapel. Well, unfortunately, I do not have a locksmith kit. Uh, you can roll for Nico if you want. You would have had a rogue with you. Or you could just bash it off. It's fairly rusted. I'll bash it. Like... Yeah. Smash it, then. Uh, Ten will hit it. Roll damage. Yeah, that's good enough. The lock uh, gives way. The rusted lock gives way fairly easily, and the chain falls off of the trap door. All right, let's maybe go get murdered by this weird kid. As you pull on it, uh, the trap door is swollen with wood that has gotten wet and is fairly tight uh, in there. You'll have to pull kind of hard to open it you're going to pull hard, roll me a strength check. Uh, that'll just do it. Uh, Bert Beasley, you pop it open and you're able to, Bert was the one that made it first. Bert, you're able to see over here. There is a, uh, staircase that is descending uh, about 15 feet down into an undercroft area 
There are rough-hewn walls and a floor made of damp clay and earth. There are rotting wood pillars under the weight of the wooden ceiling. Candlelight from the chapel above slips through the cracks, allowing you to catch a glimpse of a gaunt shape in the far corner. He looks at you and just sort of... Uh, Bert Beasley's going to go down the stairs to the to the lower level. Okay. Who else is going down? Um, I'll go down, too. I mean, we all got to go. Uh, as you get down to the bottom, you... Uh, the uh, figure is sort of over in the corner and just hiding over in the corner, his hands over his face... And uh, he just sort of like wails. Uh, hello there, son. He sort of looks over you and he looks over in your direction, pulling his hands slowly down over his face and says... I can't snickerel. You're right. I missed all of that. He says what? I can... <laughs> I can smell your blood. Oh, wow. I can smell your blood. That is a really weird thing to say there, young kid. Shouldn't you be out? skateboarding and doing whatever the other youths do not, not sniffing blood and uh, he hisses at you Interesting. So, um, is he... Do I? Is he restrained or anything? Mm, you can't really tell. It's dark. He seems to be in the corner. Um. Can I tell if he's been turned or like a arena, if he's just been bitten? Gosh, 24 medicine. Um, roll me Arcana. Or, yeah, okay, that's good enough. Uh, you, with a critical medicine check and your knowledge of the arcane, he doesn't look like a full-on vampire, but he seems to have been turned into what you would think of as a vampire spawn. Do I know of any way to help a vampire spawn? Um... Well, why don't we roll something for that? Uh, I'm a veterinarian. <laughs> Maybe I can help. <laughs> <laughs> roll me. Um, I don't know. Maybe religion here or. Um, I guess religion. My medicine is slightly better than my religion. If I can help. Yeah, you can try. 
Well, medicine, you don't know of any medical treatments for vampirism, Urgoth. And uh, Bagamo with a 13, you've never heard of any curing of vampire spawn. In fact, Bagamo, um, are any of you a paladin? Bert Beasley is. Bert Beasley, uh, do you just have the ability to sense like undead? Or is this something you get to activate? I can use Divine Senses. That one kind of sucks, though. He is definitely undead. He is, he is no longer amongst the living. He is an undead. So, so um, just right quick. So, Bert, you are a you are a paladin insurance clerk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, work, I work for the the god of the spreadsheets. <laughs> okay. I'm on, on a holy quest of uh, insurance fraud. <laughs> to vanquish the scourge of insurance fraud. That, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, no, no objection to that. I just wanted to make sure I understood. He, yeah, the, the young man yeah, in a the lot of, a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't connect the two, but <laughs> so, uh, you know, fraud is uh is actually a form of evil, so right, right, yeah, that damns damns men's souls. Uh, the yes. young man, the young man in the corner, uh, sort of hisses and calls out, "I need blood." So, we did. Promise not to harm him, but if we take that to like consider the young man's eternal soul and you know, sort of what would be best for him in life if he was fighting Strahd, he probably wouldn't want to be a vampire, and so therefore leaving him as a vampire would be harming him, and so probably therefore he needs to be made not a vampire. Unfortunately, medical science. It's not yet advanced to that point. And so, um, you know. All right. And that's I, my I, both medical and religious opinion. Uh, Bert Beasley has a plan. We, we just need to, we need to move over here away from, away from the stairs. And, uh, He's he's gonna cast command. Okay. Uh, and this this kid needs to take a wisdom twelve saving throw. Okay. What's your command? Uh, my command is to to flee. Uh, critical success on the wisdom save. That is unfortunate. Uh, as you do that, he sort of like buries himself into the corner. He does seem to want to get away as far away from you as possible and is backed into the corner. I'm going to pull out the holy symbol. Uh, interesting. Does, does that seem to make him uncomfortable? He hisses at it and... Uh, I can't smell you. Blood. <laughs> okay, so Bert, 
Nice try. I think we're going to have to do this the old-fashioned way. Yeah. I was hoping you'd just run into the sunlight and kill himself. You know, that was... <laughs> Uh, the uh -huh. amazing, the amazing thing is that the city of Barovia is always covered in clouds. The sun is never shining. Mm. Oh wow! It's almost as if you live in a land ruled by a vampire. Mm. Okay, so I can I can do turn undead. I'm assuming you can also turn undead. Uh, yes. Which one of us should do the turning? I mean, what the... Turning will make him flee. Yeah. I mean, not, you, don't have, you don't have destroy undead. Okay, I guess we'll keep that in our back pocket in case we need him to back up. Uh, yeah. yeah. Radiant damage, right? Uh, I mean, I already used one spell slot, so I don't really want to use one or something else. Well, I've got I've got a cantrip. Oh. So, so are we gonna are we gonna do this thing? I don't see what else what else there is to do. So I mean, I will say this: I have no capacity for being subtle here, but I am going to be a flamethrower and a stabby stab. So, if if we start something, um, my contributions are 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 going to be. <laughs> I mean, this is totally Volatile. up to. I mean, this is totally up to you guys. He is not attacking you. Yeah. Okay, uh, but look, we can't. Either he's gonna, I assume, starve to death, or he'll eventually get out and do vampire things. And I don't feel right about leaving someone in like this kind of torment when I could release their spirit to you know move on. Bert, Bert Beasley is gonna approach him. And ask if he wants us to to end his his life, to free him from this this torment. Um, I don't know that he knows how to answer that. He's sort of like a creature of id. Like he, um, I know how he answers. Uh, he says, uh, it is not my will to decide. Oh. Uh... Vampire, vampire spawns are not like the vampire. He is more like a slave to the vampire. Bert Beasley is just going to take his long sword and make a mighty swing to cut off his head oh okay uh, roll me initiative as you draw a sword out he's gonna see that let me make sure i clear the tracker first hang on all right roll initiative let's see if we've got some uh some battle music here Ooh. <laughs> That's an odd audio. <laughs> I like it except for that part. 
Let me turn out. Dory wants to know why his daddy's torturing him. Oh, he rolled bad initiative. That's good for you guys. Oh, what was your initiative, uh, Alan? You have or not Alan. Um, Skylar, you have six. A six. Yeah, if you don't click your token first, you'll. Mm. All right, you draw your sword, but. Uh... Wait, how did I'm confused. Oh, sorry. I, I clicked it again. I thought I would just set it. There you go. To a six. And then Urgoth is a six. All right. You draw your sword first, but Bagmo actually gets to jump on everybody. As she sees you do that. What you got for me, Bagmo? Um... Let's try Word of Radiance. Okay. He needs to make a constitution saving throw. Fails that. All right. Two radiant damage. Okay. All right. Uh, he's up, Bert, and he is going to try to claw at you. 21 to hit. That that does that does do it. Does nine slashing damage. Or actually, no. No, Bert. He, mark that damage off. He does not damage you. But he grapples you. He grabs okay. you. As you drew your sword. And he's going to reach in to bite you. Oh, no. You're grappled by him. So that's 20 to hit. Yeah, I would also I'd do it. So you take four piercing and eight necrotic damage. And your total hit point maximum is reduced by eight. Ooh. Ergoth, you're up. Okay. Um, I uh, get within line of sight of him here, and um, I say, um, be gone with you, fiend. And I use produce flame. And uh, he's, he's sucking the blood out of... Uh, out of Bert Beasley right now, and he looks a little bit more energized as he has sucked the blood out of Bert. Uh, 13 is a miss. Oh, darn it. Bert, he's got you. DC 13 to escape. You want to get away? He's sucking uh, on your blood. Bert Beasley is going to reverse grapple him. Okay. Uh, strength? Yeah, sure. Whew. Wow. I have lost too much blood. 
He's got you. Well, I guess that's it. Bogmo. Uh, can I do a ranged attack on him? Yeah. Okay. You might hit Bert. If you roll it's bad worth enough. It. It's worth it. Bert's gonna die anyway. Oh, shit. That's a miss. He's gonna suck the blood out of Bert. Does 14 hit you? No. No, I have 18. Some, somehow, he's not able to uh, suck your blood further. He drops you, Bert, onto the ground. Hmm. And he leaps upwards and grabs onto the ceiling and starts to spider walk across the ceiling with his fingers and toes into the uh, wooden floor of the chapel below and cranes his neck backwards in a most disturbing way as if to like lean it all the way backwards and hisses right down on top of uh, you, Urgoth, as he's over, over top of you with his neck turned all the way backwards, clinging to the ceiling bearing fangs at you. And you're up, Urgoth. As okay. you see this above you. Um, I am... 15 feet up. Okay, I'm going to use uh, Scorching Ray. Okay. That's a miss. Oh, gosh darn it. Terrible rolling. Bert Beasley. Bert Beasley is uh, going to hurl a javelin. Hits. Seven piercing damage. And uh, he's, he's just gonna he's gonna go over here, I guess. Okay. Uh, Bogmo, you're up. I'm gonna say that as the javelin hits him, he falls off of the ceiling, lands down on the ground like a cat, uh, sort of on all fours, and cranes his head up and hisses. Nice. All right, it's time to turn undead. I don't remember exactly what that does. And he makes uh, them just run away from you until they take. He can't take come damage. after you. He makes a wisdom save against your whatever it is. He can't willingly move closer to you. What is the save? Uh, where do I see my spell save? I, I'm sorry, I don't know where it is on. Uh, Are you on, on roll twenty? If you go to yeah. actions, uh, no, I'm on a beyond. Beyond, yeah. Go to actions, mm -hmm. and then it should be under after, below your attacks. It should be like channel divinity. It's hard, like DC yeah. twelve or something. Yeah, it's a DC 12. 
Okay, so he succeeds. He's up. And as you point the holy symbol at him and say your words to try to deter him, he's going to skitter directly at you. Urgoth, you can make a melee attack on him if you want. You're yes, muted, absolutely. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Um, I am going to swing out with my Wickawup. All right. Oh. Yeah, the Wickawakawa misses. And he's... <laughs> I'm just so worthless. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he skitters over and he's going to claw at you, Bagamo. 16. Doesn't hit. He does it again. 24. Yeah. 11 slashing damage. Urgoth, you're up. Um, okay. So, um, I am going to, um, move here and then try one more time to, uh, hit him with Scorching Ray. That'll hit. Okay. So, um... Scorching, the, what it says here is that I create three rays of fire and I can hurl them at one target or several. On a hit, the target takes 2d6. So do, do I understand that correctly, that each ray is 2d6? Yes, but you'll have to roll it three times to hit three times. Okay, so how, how does that... How, how, okay, so, so walk me through how that actually works. Roll it again. If you're sending all three rays at him. Okay. So yes, I am. Okay, so then I'll roll just do, it. I just do it again. Two, two more times. Yep. The 14 misses. And then the 17 hits. 17 hits. Okay. Yeah, so you can target different things with them if you want. Or all the same. Oh. But each... But each ray gets its own roll. Okay, so each time I do Scorching Ray, then I need to basically um, do it three times. Yes, if you're targeting the same person. Okay. Got basically, it, got it, yes. got it. All right. Uh, Burt Beasley. Burt Beasley is going to walk over, and he's going to make a swing with his sword. It's... One-handed, you have a shield? Yeah, it's always one-handed. Bagamo. He's right on you. And it's got a, we're going to wrap here after this so that you can get to bed. Okay. Bagamo. Hang on, I'm looking. I know. I I'm just trying to be time for Skylar. It's okay. Take your time. There's options, you know? Pick the right one or we'll all die. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going no well. No pressure. Really, I really thought this little vampire kid would be a little, little softer, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Constitution save. You're all level three. Oh, Passes. crap. I'm going to hold up the holy symbol that I have. Uh-huh. Does he like that? No. Does he back he, away? He doesn't like it. He swings a claw at you. 18 to hit. 
Yep, that hits. Does six slashing, and he swings a claw at Burt Beasley. 19 to hit. Yeah, that'll do it. Does eight slashing damage. Urgoth, you're up. Um, all right. I am going to, um, as much as I hate to, I'm going to go ahead and get up here on him and um, do a melee attack. Okay. Ooh. That'll hit. Thank goodness. You hit him with your Wikawa. I did. You clocked him on the head with a stick like Gandalf. Bert, you're up. That's a miss. Go. Bagamo. Uh, Mm. <laughs> I'm able to target that so that just he gets hit. So, okay. Fail. his turn and what's he gonna do uh he's gonna grab the wikawa that's the last melee thing that hit him and he's going to try to pull you in 19 to hit Ooh, yep that works all right you take no damage he grabs you and grapples you and sinks his teeth into your neck 825 to hit as he bites you. Okay. Eight piercing and five necrotic damage. Decrease your maximum HP by five as he sucks on your blood and looks stronger. You're up, you're grappled. And he screams out, Blood! Um, max HP modifier minus how many? Five. Minus five. Until your rest. Yeah. So it's not forever. And Remember then, what you were before. And then I um and then I took five plus eight? Yep. Okay. So that'll be thirteen. Yep. Okay. This is um, going this is going rough. Yes. It's fair it's not great to be down two people. Um I am going to... I'm not even using his regeneration ability. I am going to um, produce flame and try to hit him with fire. Okay. That'll do it. Wait. He lets out a railing scream as you burn him for 10. Bert, you're up. Oh no! Sorry, I didn't no. Shouldn't have rolled twice. <laughs> why? Why are we rolling twice? I, I didn't mean. I double clicked it. Ah, uh, Bogomo, he's got you. Are you gonna try to ungrapple yourself, or are you just gonna like start wailing on him despite the fact that he's holding you? 
I thought he had Ergoth. Oh yeah, he has Ergoth. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think he lets go of the grapple with that crit. He doesn't have anybody. Yeah, with the crit on the produced flame, I think he would drop the grapple. Son of a bitch. Let's see, yeah. what do I have any bonus actions? Nope. Critical miss on the claws at you, Bagamo. Ten to claw at Bert Beasley. Not even class. Urgoth. Um, I am going to uh, give him a stab. That'll hit. Let's out a scream. Bert, you're up. Mm. Miss. Bogmo. Not gonna do it, Bagmo. Bagmo, he's gonna claw at you. Jeez. Nine. Small mercies. Uh, claws at you again, Bagmo. Fourteen hit yes. you. No. Urgoth, you're up. Um. Okay. Um. I am going to um. Use Wakoa again. Ooh, that's a miss. Yep, that's a miss. All right, Bert. Bert, you got any paladin shit you've been That'll do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to use a spell slot. So after this damage, I will add a 2d8 with Divine Smite. Okay. Roll the damage. Now roll the 2d8. Bert, what does it look like as you bring him down with a divine uh, Bert, smite? Uh, Bert Beasley's sword suddenly glows a, uh, a pale green color. Uh, if you're familiar with the color of the Excel spreadsheet uh, desktop icon, yes, it's that color. <laughs> and uh, he brings it down and uh, cuts off his, his little vampire uh, childhood. And, uh, yeah. He uh, falls down on the ground and you see the eyes look at you, undead eyes, and then they slowly close as he falls down dead. His head, I don't think... Uh, we necessarily remove his head, but you've slashed him really, really hard. Um, yeah. Nice. I don't know how you feel if you can kill the vampire spawn or not, or if he will come back. But uh, 
he doesn't seem to be moving anymore. Nice. Well, that that did not go as well as I had hoped. Uh, after all of the clamoring and clanging and noise of combat below, uh, Donovich eventually has made his way down the steps. At the top of the steps, he sees all of you, and he sees Doru's body lying unresponsive with uh, your all of you bleeding and your weapons drawn and him down on the ground being beaten badly and Dor uh, Donovich collapses down to the bottom of the steps and begins to wail and cry as he throws himself down to the bottom almost inconsolable hmm. and he just looks upwards and he says why gods why curse us so no, poor Doru. Donovich, Doru was a brave young man who tried to fight the evil in this land. We uh we weren't sure what to do and um and uh, uh he and he did everything and I point to Wet Rock. <laughs> we weren't sure what to do and the only thing we could think of was murder. <laughs> I mean, it was that or a dream pastry, and drugs are bad. Oh, yeah. So. Can I interest you in a pastry? It'll make everything better. I promise. Uh, and uh, he kneels down on the ground and just begins to sob. And he looks over at all of you and he says, I suppose it is for the best in the end. His soul can be at rest now. And... This we is... say a prayer together for him. And this is where we will leave it for the evening. Alright. Good job, team. We almost got killed by a baby vampire. <laughs> I know, right? I hope everyone had fun. Yeah. Yeah. And is, and is enjoying the dark, dark setting of Raven. Good night. Good night. Good night.